0: Voices, the podcast that explores the topics dearest to our hearts. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the discussion.
1: Without further ado, please let me introduce to you our first guest, Edwin Koistra, who is the founder and CEO at Chasm. Hello, Edwin.
0: Hi, good to be here. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good,
1: how's your day been?
0: Uh, Busy, but very good. Very good. Excited.
1: A good busy.
0: Good busy. We like a good busy. Definitely.
1: (laughs) And I'm also joined by Mohamed Shono, who is the COO at Nibble. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm
2: doing very well. How are you?
1: Good, good. How's your day? Good busy as well? Absolutely. We like good busy. It's a good variation. So as I said in our intro, we're discussing Adopting technology to ensure sustainable business growth. Edwin, off the top of your first reaction, when you hear that, what does that mean to you? Uh,
0: what it means to me is that, I think there is a lot of really, really great technology out there, mm-hmm. really innovative, and I think being here at Gitex is, a, is a really a great example of, of that, um, but I think it also means that there's quite a bit of a gap to bridge mm-hmm. for organizations to really leverage the value of that technology. So. I think that's really what it means to me.
1: Okay, and over to you, Mohamed.
0: I like his answer. I'll yeah. just, <laughs> I'll just add, add digital. Words. Yes, I'll add. Uh, you know,
2: it mean to me. It means digital transformation okay. and um, accepting and adopting mm-hmm. the new technology that is available.
1: Okay, great. Thank you for those answers. Okay, and Edwin. Now I'd like to ask you a bit about you and what you do at Chasm. So, t- if you would like to tell me what you do.
0: Yeah, sure. So at Chasm, we, um, we help technology providers uh, with software products mm-hmm. to take their products to the market in the most effective way. Mm-hmm. So as I said, there's, there's, obvious, there's a lot of really great products out there, great entrepreneurs uh, with the most advanced technology. Uh, but there is often still a gap to bridge to how to reach and engage with your with your potential customers, so that so that that technology is actually going to be used and leveraged by organizations. Because, yeah, obviously, if you if you have great technology, but you, you don't have the audience to use it, then it's not uh, reaching its full potential. So, we're really helping them to understand what is the best way to market and sell their products to make sure that they reach the right audience uh, on the right channel with the right message.
1: Okay. And would you say that's a hard job to do that?
0: Um, I wouldn't say it's a hard job. I think it's a, it's a very exciting job. Yeah. I think it is, uh, it is a job where, where I and we can make a lot of impact. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it's possible with a, a few tweaks to really make companies grow. And yeah. I think that that really really excites me. That gives me a lot of energy. Um, so it uh, it may be hard work sometimes, but it, I wouldn't say it's a hard job.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So could you talk me through the process if I'm a new business coming to you, and I want to work with you on digital transformation? What would be the process for me as a business owner?
0: Yeah. So probably the first step would be is to understand kind of what would be the um, the audience where you are best positioned to win as a technology provider. So you, you have a product or a service. And I think the first step is to understand what makes you really unique okay. and who would really benefit from your uniqueness, yeah. so to say. And and that's often the, the type of organizations where you're best positioned to win. Um, we then understand what is most important to them uh, and then what is the, the right channels to engage with them and the right message to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can reach the right people on the right channels.
1: Okay, thank you for that. Okay, and Mohammed. now if we're looking at the biggest challenges when we look at businesses, mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that business face when trying to incorporate technology within their business?
2: The biggest challenge I see that they face is um, looking for too much, mm-hmm. having the fear and concern of Am I adopting the right solution? Am I adopting the right technology, uh, the right provider? And it's a legitimate concern, but at the same time, it shouldn't uh, cripple you into inaction. Yeah. Right. So what ends up happening is that you start thinking about every possible feature, uh, story or solution that you can think of today, Mm -hmm. even tomorrow and you end up moving that goalpost mm-hmm. that you'll never reach you start looking for perfection that yep. doesn't exist anywhere so you have to have kind of like a a platform or a starting point yeah focus on that focus on what drove you to search for a solution in the first place and then build from there slowly after you've adopted the solution this is what i think uh, holds back a lot of companies
1: okay
0: I think if I can add there, uh, it's also very interesting that that's a similar challenge on the on the provider side of the mm-hmm. business, where uh, business owners have a product and then they can fee- they feel that the whole world would benefit from it across yeah. different regions, across different industries, and they try to aim at everyone at the same time, mm. and mm-hmm. and that's often uh, not the recipe for success, so to say. So, also the key word there is um, uh, is focus. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, focus. find your niche customer that you are yeah. targeting. You can't, you can't be everything to everyone. And then you can, once you win that, you can move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, told me about the 7F model, which is focus, 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 <laughs> focus, focus. I like focus. that. <laughs> and that's, I'm taking that. There is, uh, that, that. That's what it is. Right? Be really laser focused on where you're best positioned to win as a technology mm-hmm. provider. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's the same on the end user organization. Don't try to adapt all of the new technologies all at the same time with all of the vendors absolutely
1: so Edwin would you say when companies come to you and they're looking for that technological support they know who their customer like they can they know or it's something that you have to work with them on
0: um, often we have to often we have to work with them yeah. uh, very often um, they don't realize that they need to focus okay. because particularly business owners they're uh, afraid to miss out on the opportunity yeah. so if they if they aim for let's say five industries uh, and I and, and maybe deep down they know they should focus but then they feel if I only focus on one I miss out on the opportunity on the others and also when they speak with investors they feel that they need to uh, blow up the market opportunity mm-hmm. to make it as big pos- uh, as big as possible um, so the first step is often the awareness and the realization that you need to focus And then the second part is um, uh, to understand where to focus. And I think even there often it is focusing is more important. Just as Shono said, like maybe you don't make the the right decision, the perfect decision. But once you focus, you can always adjust. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's really the big step. And most organizations, if we work with product, we work with marketing, we work with sales, we, we leverage some of the available research, there's already more availab- information available to make that decision mm-hmm. than they're actually aware of. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you. And, Mohammed, now if I'm thinking about Nibble, okay, uh-huh. so when you're working with your clients, and for example, if there's something new that's coming on, how, and maybe they're a bit resistant to the change, it's a devil's advocate, they don't want to do it. Right. How are you encouraging them to do so?
2: I would say that it's uh, our approach Mm -hmm. to it. We look at our customers or a potential customer in a new uh, realm or a new field as a partner. Okay. So the way we approach it is that you have the customer is a subject matter expert in their field. They are collecting a lot of data related to it, but they're unable to take advantage of it. So we come in, we work with those subject matter experts, Mm -hmm. and we extract that expertise, that knowledge. Uh, that the science behind what they do mm-hmm. and we configure that into our platform into our ai into our models uh, and uh, machine learning uh, models and what we do with that then is that's how what we can once you have that in, uh, intelligence embedded into it from that customer mm-hmm. that's when we can provide very specific intelligence for them mm-hmm. and that's when they can see the benefit as it is applied to them as opposed to just a high level uh, we'll take your information and we'll give you correlations yep. or uh, assumed predictions as opposed to uh, science-based predictions.
1: Yeah, and it's tailor-made that exactly. way.
0: Exactly. And and I like- guess also here it's again focus. So mm-hmm. if you focus on customers within the same, like similar organizations, they will look at each other and see that. And you're able to prove that it's proven technology. It has it has worked, it has achieved the outcomes they're looking to achieve, which makes it a lot easier for other organizations to adapt as well. Exactly.
1: So that's a very good point. So Edwin, you talk about proven. So are these kind of case studies that you can show to clients? Because maybe if they are a bit kind of hesitant of adopting something that's completely new, what's the best way to educate? Is it a case study?
0: Yeah, I think case studies are are really important here uh, for organizations. Case studies do several things, but one of the things is that they Um, explain how similar organizations have solved the problems that they're looking to uh, Mm -hmm. solve so if you take a a, an industry problem in oil and gas for example Mm -hmm. uh, the case study explains clearly what was the problem how was it solved and what was the ultimate outcome Mm -hmm. of applying the solution and and that link is is part of the education for other, other organizations to understand okay this is a solution that for a problem that i have as well and it contributes to the to the credibility as well. OK, so this is proven in one or more similar organizations. That's often just a check in the box because there is yeah. just a, uh, yeah, as you said, some kind of um, hesitance to to adopt new technologies sometimes, mm-hmm. which can be scary.
1: Yeah. And I think especially when you think about the education part, if it's a field that you've never explored and one that you're having to embrace, it's kind of like, OK, I either go with it and I learn or I'm going to get left behind. Yeah. And I feel that's a topic that's been brought up a lot this week, especially being left behind do you both feel that way like digital adoption is just it has to happen within every business well i mean if it's relevant of course
0: yeah definitely i think that's um yeah i I, I, i definitely agree i think everyone would have to 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 move on and to innovate uh, I think if you you stand still, then at some point you will be you, you, you will lose. So mm-hmm. I think and there's there's plenty of very well-known and, and and less known examples where organizations that have been able to apply emerging technologies as part of their business have really outgrown large existing players as well. yeah so I think that should be a, a, a continuous focus for organizations yeah.
1: Okay. same to you
0: yeah, I'd say you know once upon a time, digital transformation
2: adoption was nice to have, maybe, yeah. but no longer. You're either already uh, researching and piloting different projects mm-hmm. or you're
0: being left behind.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think also the move there that uh, the technology used to be part more of IT, transforming mm-hmm. into technology, and now business units themselves carry the responsibility of applying technology. I think that's already a uh, um, a proof point of this uh, as well. And I think that's also why the cultural part is important. Like it need to be digital transformation is not a project or a program with an end date. Mm-hmm. It needs to be part of the mindset to constantly look for, for ways to improve yourself. And mm-hmm. technology is often a, a a way to do that, uh, but never a purpose and never the goal by itself.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's called digital transformation, but it's applied to people, procedures, and to technology.
1: So it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. And does that also make it more accessible then when it's done that way?
2: It's the only way that it can work. Yeah. If you are focused on only one or two of the three, it's not gonna get adopted fully and correctly.
1: Okay. So now if we start looking at data and AI, artificial intelligence, how can companies start using data and their AI to understand their customers better and offering them better products?
2: Mm. That's an interesting one. Um, again it's uh, it's providing that they're, they're the owners of the data yeah. and they're providing that uh, understanding and that subject matter expertise mm-hmm. um, leveraging that is the difficult part yeah. for them yeah. and it's the easier part uh, for technology companies partners so that collaboration is absolutely crucial for everyone to work together to get that intelligence that they need it's important that they understand what it is that they're looking for
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's not uh, okay, I, need, I understand uh, digital transformation is the next trend and I need to adopt it. No, there has to be a reason for it. What aren't you able to accomplish? What can you improve? Mm-hmm. What can be made more efficient if you adopted these technologies? Okay. That's your starting point. Okay.
1: And if now I'm going to use a guinea pig from Jitex, mm-hmm. have you had people maybe coming over to the stand and being like, look, I've got all this data, I've got no idea what to do with it?
2: Oh, Is you that? get all kinds. <laughs> you get all kinds. You got, you got, and that's great. I actually, yeah. it's it's a good thing when people have the data. Yeah. A lot of them don't even know where to start. Yeah, they don't even know what data they have,
1: yeah. what data
2: they need to collect, and it's it's uh, it's very basic. If you have, if you don't have the data, or you have garbage data that's not clean, that's not uh mm-hmm. ready to be consumed for AI or any type of uh, intelligent solution, uh, that's that's where you need to Just start. Not. That's okay. where you need to start.
1: Okay, so if I'm a business owner and I don't know where my data is, what do I do?
2: You have a long road ahead of you.
1: <laughs> am I focused? Yeah. Am I focusing in, Edwin?
2: <laughs>
1: where am I going, Edwin? Come on, tell me. I'm really throwing you two in the deep end now. <laughs> so I would
2: say you'd have to. Okay, it's your business, and you know the data that is relevant to your business. Yeah. So you have that, and you start searching for where that is. And if you and if you don't have it, how can you get it? Yeah. And of course, you there's a lot of considerations there. Um, is it worth getting? What is it going to be used for? Mm-hmm. Is it ethical to have and obtain and get? How can you do it ethically? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. It's an entire data strategy. Yeah. That you know, as we probably mentioned before, goes into your AI strategy as well. They go hand in hand.
0: I think it's a it's a joint responsibility for the let's say the end users of technologies as well as the providers, the vendors of technology, to be able to explain what you can do with the technology. Right. So you have a, a data science and machine learning platform that can connect with any type of data and do anything you want with it. But then what does that mean to the to the to the end user organization, right? And I think that's also where a lot of the education comes mm-hmm. in play that you that you mentioned earlier. Right. They don't not all the end user organizations, they don't have all the knowledge in-house they don't know everything that is possible Um, so they would need to rely for parts of this on, on, on the providers of technology to explain what is possible with their data how to use it for very specific industry specific use cases.
1: Okay great thank you and Edwin now we're looking kind of more at Chasm and you've obviously got a very deep understanding about helping businesses and around potential product sales what are some of the key lessons that you've learned along the way?
0: I think um, one of the key lessons, I guess, is is around the way that organizations communicate. So very often when it is uh, technology companies, they like to talk about the technology, Mm -hmm. right? They would go on their website or their presentations, talk about a very unique SaaS platform that is multi-tenant and configurable and scalable. But no one understands what it means really. and <laughs> i've
1: had that many times where i'm like it what sounds, does this mean that sounds very
0: familiar and, and who is your uh,
1: content writer
0: <laughs> exactly and 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 i think this is this is this is uh i think maybe one of the hardest tasks especially for um uh, emerging technologies like ai that are mm-hmm. more advanced it's very easy to fall back to talking about ai or machine learning or certain algorithms but the, the potential customers will never often do not understand this, and so you really need to spoon feed how it can help them to achieve whatever they want to achieve, and I think that's that's probably the number one lesson, um, because and, and and again this is hard for emerging companies and, mm-hmm. and emerging technologies, which is so advanced, and people are often so passionate about yeah. the technology, like, look how cool our, our unique platform is, mm-hmm. but the 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 hard truth is that organizations don't care about your technology they only care what it can do for them Mm -hmm. and it's uh, it it, it may be a little bit cliche for some people but it's still very rarely applied in the right way and I think that's that's probably the number one lesson and and I think the 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 second one related to that in order to be able to explain customers uh, what your technology can do to them you really need to understand them. You really need to understand what are their priorities, what are their requirements, how does it fit in in their organization and whatever they're trying to achieve. And that comes back to the other one, focus. You can't try to help everyone at the same time. Mm -hmm. It requires focus to get a deep understanding of your customer. It requires focus to develop a message that is well understood by them. So you can't try to do this for everyone at the same time, especially if you're a smaller organization. But I would even argue that the larger organizations um, have the same challenge and should also focus and move from one to the other. So I think these would probably my my key takeaways and I think that would drastically help to get your product or your platform or whatever in front of the right people to be able to sell it, get it adopted and for people actually get the value out of the technology which is ultimately what we're looking to, to achieve.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for
0: that. I really like
2: what you said about um, really making it very clear to the customer what you're doing. As opposed to going deep diving into your uh, technical mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> so that's something that I learned recently and we, would te- we tended to just display and, and show people our solutions and just give them a little demo on how it works, but our solutions are practical. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're not seeing the intelligence as it's happening, you're just seeing the result of the intelligence, which is the practical application of it. So even in uh, physical security, uh, you're not actually showing a camera that's sh- highlighting uh, what computer vision is capturing on the so if you're talking about safety and PPE, mm-hmm. if you're wearing your helmet and your vest in the construction site or not, uh, the, cust- the end customer, that's the security guard that's actually using the solution, yeah. isn't looking at the camera to see how the camera is capturing the information. The camera is capturing it and sending him an alert in the back uh, yeah. in the back end, right? uh they're not actually physically looking at the system but when you're explaining it to customers you have to present it to them in a very clear fashion where the camera <laughs> is live yeah it has boxes around uh, the individuals and it's capturing whether they're wearing what they should be or whatever object mm-hmm. recognition that you're trying to do that's never going to actually make it to the end solution but that's how you have to make it very clear to them yeah so they don't have to uh, make any assumptions or it also allows them to trust that you are doing what you say you're doing yes. in a very clear manner.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you feel the landscape is changing now and people are wanting to simplify and see it simpler terms so everyone can kind of understand it? I think it's being demystified, would you say?
0: I think that the need has always been, been there. there. Yeah, mm. definitely. I think uh, and uh, the, the challenge is that when a new technology emerges, mm-hmm. then uh, particularly technology providers, they tend to hype it. Okay. Right. So if you think about some of the technologies we've seen along the way, or for example, 3D printing would almost solve all of our all of our uh, all of our world problems almost and you and uh, eliminate poverty and <laughs> eliminate uh, <laughs> uh, like hunger everything yeah. and, and 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 that's just simply not the case so uh, every technology goes through this hype they try to Blow it up to make it as big as possible, mm-hmm. get all the attention that they want, and it's often the marketing departments of the technology providers that are are sort of um, uh, causing this as well. And then after after the, the 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 peak of the of the hype, then then the it settles in, and then people start to realize, okay, that's cool. Now we have your attention, <laughs> but what can we actually use it for? Yeah. To talk about AI, right? So at one. At one side, we want to talk about AI and, and how big and how advanced and the future world of AI, But then we've, and which is nice, which is good, which should definitely happen. But then when we actually want to use it, we really need to simplify it again. Yeah. Okay, And if we don't simplify that and we make it too big and too vague, um, I think you would miss the point on the horizon, as, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, a moment. You know, you, you pointed
2: to an important thing. When people, when that hype cycle mm. comes in and then it dies down, it puts all these technology companies on their back feet because yeah. people are uh, looking for something that that is not there it doesn't and, exist yeah you know, and you lost that trust you mm-hmm. lost that credibility uh, even if you weren't part of that and now you have to earn that trust back and you have to uh, bring everyone down to reality it, uh, exactly what the solution can do which is still of great value
1: yeah To so make it yeah. simple it's yeah, a takeaway
0: exactly and i think it's a, it's a very common challenge as part of the messaging as well. People want to talk about our smart solution. I mean, are there dumb solutions then? Like it's, it's, what, Maybe
1: we could start talking about them. Start a revolution.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Find. So finding
1: that balance.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Balance we, is the key word. Yeah. Balance
1: is the key word. So we'll take that it's away. The, the second keyword.
2: Focus. Key focus <laughs> focus balance. and balance.
1: Is there a third word? Because I like three. This no, is
2: the first seven keywords. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Fine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then balance. And then balance. Yeah good so we've got nine words okay well thank you very much both for joining me today thank you Edwin
0: thank you thank you it was a pleasure being here thank you
1: great and thank you Mohammed thank you for having your time you're most welcome thank you for joining Nibble Voices podcast today you can share your thoughts with us on all of our social media platforms and you can find the Nibble podcast series on all podcast platforms thank you very much